This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And today I want to talk to you about finding the gift in grief. So often grief shows up for us and we are caught off guard. And when we don't know how to handle it, when we don't know how to find the gift inside the pain, then it's easy to get stuck in the fear of it, in the sadness of it, in the anger of it. And so my job today is to introduce you to a new version of grief and one that you can use as a catalyst for your healing journey. So why is this important? This is important because grief is an inevitable part of the human experience, which means if you're human, grief will show up for you at some point. This is important because if your goal is to live a long and prosperous life, then grief is going to be something that you're going to deal with over and over and over again. And this is important because grief is the one emotion that holds immense transformational power if we know how to let it and we know how to access it. So what exactly is grief? Grief is a very complex and intricate emotion. There's hurt in grief, there's rage in grief, there's sadness in grief. It is complicated, and it is a powerful communication from our soul that it's time to change, that it's time to adapt, that what we used to do, who we used to be, can't work anymore, and we're being called to something higher. Which means that grief is one of the most important emotions that we have. Grief is something that we can experience over very big things and also over any kind of a small loss. Even something as small as them not having the kind of muffin you want at Starbucks is enough to spark a little bit of grief. And when it comes calling in large amounts, that's often when we get overwhelmed by it. Now, according to Dr. Fred Luskin, who is the director of the Stanford University Forgiveness Project, grief is actually unhealed forgiveness. Luskin says that unforgiveness is that quality of being stuck with a mind that has found a problem but can't solve it. And if ever there was a good definition of grief, that's it. Grief is an emotion that comes calling. It presents us with a problem that we cannot solve, that we cannot control, that we cannot fix. Now, according to Dr. Luskin, forgiveness is the ability to make peace with the word no. And it's about learning how to be at peace with things being different from how you wanted them to be. And when we lose something, when something doesn't go our way, when we have to say goodbye... It's different from how we wanted it to be. Forgiveness is about being okay with not getting your way. And it's about learning to surrender control. And since forgiveness is the resolution of grief, that means that our job is to use our grief as a path to deeper forgiveness of ourself and of others. That is the gift and the pain. That is why grief shows up for us. To give us an opportunity to walk that path and to find that forgiveness. Oftentimes, we get stuck in the sadness of grief. We get stuck in the hurt of it. We think our job is to ease that pain, but the truth is it's our job to let it change us. Now, some of you may be familiar with the legend of the rising phoenix. This is a story that has roots that go back as early as 500 BC, 
and you can find references to this story in many cultures around the world. And the legend of the rising phoenix speaks of an ancient mythical bird who would live for 500 years and right near the end of its life, as it began to die, it would burst into flames and be completely consumed by the fire. And then immediately afterwards, the phoenix would reemerge from the ashes, more beautiful and more regal than before, and live for another 500 years until the process would repeat again, perpetually. And the symbolism of the phoenix is one of resurrection after loss, is one of healing, and is one of the path of grief. Grief is the emotion that burns us to the ground, that takes us down to ashes so that we can rise again as something stronger and better than before. Often we think it's our job to try to put out the fire. Often we run around going, ah, I'm on fire. When what we need to learn how to do is sit still and let the fire consume us so that we can burn down to ash so that we can rise again stronger. If you're familiar with the tarot deck, you may have seen the Tower card, which is the symbolism also behind the journey of grief. What I love about it is when you first look at it, and if you're not in circle tonight, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can go Google the Tower card and tarot and you'll see the picture. Most people focus on the fact that there's a tower and there's lots of fire coming out of it. and There's people jumping out of the building and it's being hit by lightning. Oh no, that's bad. And that's often how we feel about the grief journey, that we're in this lovely tower Everything was fine, and then the universe just decided to punish us somehow and burn everything we wanted to the ground. What we don't see in this card, the symbolism that many people miss, is that that bolt of lightning is not just a random shape, and you'll notice there's an arrow on it. That is actually the shape of the pathway through the ten spheres on the Kabbalistic tree of life. So that is symbolic of the activation of divine energy in you and the divine attributes that exist within your soul. So this thing that is knocking down the tower is the activation of your divinity. You'll also notice there's a bunch of little tiny flames all floating down on the side. If you look carefully, those are not actual flames. That is the Hebrew letter Yud, which is also symbolic of the divine. And there are 22 little flames on this card, symbolic of the 22 paths between the spheres on the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. This card speaks deeply about a journey of transformation because of an activation of divinity around us. In the moments when the tower is falling to the ground, our job is to let it fall and remind ourselves that it is sparked by divinity and that we are surrounded by source and by love. And that is a hard ask sometimes as humans, because while we are really good at a lot of things, change and growth, we don't like so much. And so when grief shows up in your life, when you think your job is to put out the flames or to put the tower back up or to hold it up or do anything you can do to stop it from crumbling, your job is to actually step back, to let it fall, to let it burn, so that you can rise from the ashes, reborn. So grief has the power to transform us and move us in powerful ways, if we let it, and that's the key. Our only job is to get out of the way, to allow it to move us to allow it to let us burn, to let ourselves walk that path. So if it's just that easy, what's the problem? Well, while humans will all agree are very adaptive beings, we'll all agree that we have immense neuroplasticity, we have immense flexibility, 
as a species, we're really good at adapting to the environments and all these new things that are thrown at us in life. So the problem is that we really fucking hate it. We do not like change. We're really good at it, but we do not like change. And that is the most amount of resistance that shows up on the path of grief because it happened without our consent. It happened without our control. It happened without our asking. And we don't like that. We now have to change because of it. And so we resist it. We tell ourselves stories. Like, if I let go of this sadness, it means I'm okay with this. We tell ourselves that if we heal, it means we're forgetting what we left behind. And we tell ourselves that love means holding on to that pain. And that is how we keep ourselves stuck. Now, when we cannot find forgiveness, when we cannot walk that path, if forgiveness is about making peace with the word no, then anger is what happens when we fail to make peace. If forgiveness is about knowing how to be at peace with things being different from how we wanted them to be, then bitterness is what happens when we fail to learn that lesson. If forgiveness is about knowing that it doesn't always have to be your way, and about surrendering to control, then resentment is what happens if you hold on to those beliefs. And sadness is a call for us to surrender and find faith in what you can't see or control. So how to actually do that? So the good news is there's a couple of different ways that you can do that. The bad news is, is that it's still going to be feely. No matter what you do, flames are going to burn. And that's okay. The number one rule is to be super gentle with yourself. There's a reason that when we are overcome with emotion, or overcome with beauty, or when we want to pray, we fall to our knees. Your job is to let the grief humble you, to let it bring you to your knees, to allow it to bend you in reverence to this beautiful, wonderful, messy thing we call life that comes with immense gifts and also with immense loss. And that's okay. In terms of the physical reality, create some sort of a ritual, something that honors you, that honors what you lost, whether it was a person or an experience or an aspect of yourself. I work with a lot of women who go through grief when they start a family, when they get married. While we think about grief as losing something tangible, like I lost my job, my kids are moving out. When we start on a new path, we have to let go of the old one, even if the new one's amazing. You still have to let go of the old one. And so creating a ritual around your grief. Many of you know that recently I said goodbye to my mom and to one of our kitties who was with us for 16 years. So I'm intimately walking the path of grief right now, which is why I wanted to talk about this tonight, because it sucks. And it's supposed to suck. So creating a ritual that allows you to honor the suck, that honors your experience, that allows you to go deeper into it. And it can be anything. It can be lighting candles, playing certain music. Um, those of you who are in the Live Life Unbroken group on Facebook, uh, you'll see I posted a picture of a little spell memorial jar that I made for my kitty. So coming up with something, write a letter, burn it. You have to do something on the physical level to honor your grief, to welcome it into your space. Since grief is on a continuum with forgiveness, one of my favorite tools for grief is the book Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. There is a book, there is an audio that you listen to, there's a website, lots of great resources. And my favorite part is that there are, there's a free radical forgiveness worksheet that is provided on the website. 
Uh, this is not my website, by the way. It's just a great resource that I use a lot. And you answer the questions on the sheet and it helps you find a new perspective, helps you move through the pain, helps you move towards forgiveness. And once we find forgiveness, the grief resolves. You know, people tend to believe that grief shrinks over time. What really happened is that we grow around our grief. And that's why it shows up. And growing comes with growing pains. A healing wound itches. It doesn't feel good. And it's okay. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that grief holds the power to transform you in immense and profound ways if you let it. Remember that your job is not to put out the flames. It's not to keep holding that tower up. Your job is to let it go, to let it burn, to let it do its thing, to let it go right down to ashes so that you can rise again as something reborn, as something changed, as something new. And remember that grief is an honored guest that nobody wants to visit your home. If suddenly the Queen of England showed up at your door, you would be like, wow, damn it. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that has to change to welcome that guest into your home, and most of it's probably going to be a pain in the butt. And it's still an honor and presence. And so welcoming it into your space, setting the intention of treating it as an honored guest, even if you don't want it there, is a really great perspective to help you move forward. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Grief scares the hell out of us. We're good at change. We don't like change. We don't like saying goodbye. We don't like things happening not on our own terms. And grief is a massive influx of all those things at once. Just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the path that will take you to the next step. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's circle or podcast, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Just wanted to add that um, grief is love. It's immense love. It is. It is a sign that love existed. It is a sign that something we were used to was present because grief is complicated and it can exist even where there wasn't love. If there's a person in your life and you're kind of happy to see them gone, it doesn't mean that you won't have to shift in their absence. A lot of times people leave a job because that one coworker and I'm happy to have that person out of my life. And it's still a shift. It's still a reevaluation of you. And so sometimes there can still be grief around that. So while the goal of grief is to get you to love and get you to forgiveness, it's a path we have to walk. It's not just there. Love is who we are, but we have to walk the path to get there, to share that, to be that. I always find that uh, when when I think about grief or even when you talk about grief or anything about grief, I get a lump in my throat. And then when I think about the lump in my throat, I think about the throat chakra. And I was just wondering if there's anything about that. Like for some reason, it just feels like I hold grief in my throat. <laughs> so we hold a lot of things in our throat. Um, so it's interesting in Chinese medicine and in a lot of the energy world, grief is said to reside in the lungs. And people who have unresolved grief often struggle with respiratory issues, asthma, COPD, things like that. And that is the result of settled grief or stuck grief. And the way to move energy out of our heart center 
is to, the whole point is to speak our truth, to be heard, to say something, to know what we want, to get our needs met by using our voice. And oftentimes when an emotion comes up, we don't want to honor it. We don't want to give voice to it. We want to shove it back down. And that can then cause the blockage here in the throat chakra. You know, it's interesting in society, we're not allowed to just make random noises as adults. <laughs> Kids do it all the time. They'll just be like, ah, and then they'll be like back to doing what they want to do. Um, and as adults, it's not encouraged. And sometimes it's still needed. And so when you notice that lump, see what happens if you give voice to it, even if it's just noise and nonsense. Now, if you're out somewhere and people are going to like call the authorities on you, <laughs> you know, be mindful, do this with some grace and some finesse, <laughs> go somewhere safe where you can just let the energy move. This is one of the reasons I like screaming at trees. Thank you. My pleasure. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time in Circle Together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www dot l i v e l i f e u n b r o k e n dot com backslash circle c i r c l e. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.